Hi, I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And I'm Norman Mitchell, and we're the hosts of Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we discuss, appreciate, and delve too deep into the Lord of the Rings Extended Editions, one minute at a time. You know there's a Balrog down there, right? It'll be fine. (laughs) Have you ever wondered about Hobbit economy or how wizards get their mail? Are you also in awe of Hugo Weaving's eyebrows? Then join us every Monday through Friday on our mission, quest, thing, only on DuelingGenre.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Dueling Genre Welcome to the Jay and Silent Bob Minute, where we are covering the movie Clerks one minute at a time. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Derkach. And today we are covering Minute 60 of Clerks, quite possibly the greatest 500 bucks minute ever. And we are joined one final day by Guy Hutchinson from Drunk on Disney. This is a great day to join because we're finally getting to the point with the with the man showing up with the briefcase with too many stickers. So I'm excited to talk to you guys about it. This is great. Yes, this is a real one-two punch for Dante in this minute. <laughs> the guy with the briefcase writes the entire minute before the end of this, too. <laughs> well, this is the old days. There weren't printouts back then. They had to write everything. All right. Before I forget, this minute starts with minute 60 starts with Alyssa's sister, Heather, and ends with a $500 fine. Yeah, this is not Dante's finest minute. Definitely not. <laughs> he gets a couple, a couple of real bad pieces of information in this minute. Yeah, this is where we find out for sure that she's uh, Alyssa's sister, Heather. The third of the infamous Jones sisters. I don't know if they have any relationship to uh, Indiana Jones. We'd have to check the uh, go on ancestry.com. There's plenty of time for love, Dr. Jones. <laughs> um, now, so there's a piece of trivia. Uh, I believe you guys know this about uh, the beach, uh, which which kind of comes into play a little later. Um, have you have you read the original script? I have. Yes, I have. And so what's what's the deal here? What what was supposed to be in here? Well, first they talk about a hotel room called the Glades Motel, where apparently they were being filmed during their um, session at the Glades Who? Motel. Who was having a session? <laughs> it was uh, the trainer and Caitlin okay. Bray. And she says, I still remember Caitlin telling us about that time you went to the motel, the one with the mirrors. And then he says, yeah, they recorded the whole thing. And then there's another time where they were on the beach. And and so they, they he says that they had sex in a tent. On the beach. Yes, they had sex in a tent during the rainstorm. I see. In a tent. A beach tent. In a tent. I've, I've, yes. I've pitched a tent. Whoa! whoa. <laughs> Not just during this minute, but also <laughs> on the beach. Um, no, I, I pitched a tent in real life. Uh, you need to put stakes in the ground. I don't know how that works on the beach. I, but I guess modern pop-up tents, but I feel like in 94, our pop-up tent technology, we could, uh, you could pop up, you could pitch tent, pop up at any time. But I feel like on the beach, your your stakes would not uh, would not penetrate the sand well enough. <laughs> Especially, it says in the middle of this yeah, big rainstorm. Like, so I don't, I don't know, know how about that. that. Yeah, <laughs> I have seen now down in Wildwood. Every year they have a um, a camp out with the uh, the Boy Scouts, and they pitch tents all over the board, all over the beach. I mean, I guess you can do it, but you and it's. It's not like driving a stake out in They're the woods where you've only got to drive it in like a couple yeah. inches. You're gonna to have to drive a stake like a foot deep into the you know, guys, into sand to get it to anything. In I think we're we we missed out. We should have recorded this minute. There is still a vacant lot across the street from the quick stop. We should have pitched a tent 
across from the quick stop and recorded <laughs> the entire minute in this tent. It would have been great. It would have been great, especially our arrest. That would have been <laughs> no, terrific. There would be no. I've been. I've spent enough time in Leonardo to tell you that there they would not arrest you for pitching a tent and staying there for a few hours. They would. They would look the other way. <laughs> they they might show up and be like, "Hey, are you guys? Are you are you friends of Kevin? Are you uh, are you doing an, yet another documentary about Which, this? That's probably all we're, we're doing. We're filming a, a right now. Don't bother. Volume two, and they'd be like, "Oh, okay." Well, I guess <laughs> yeah. I guess we have to put up with this. This is our lot in life. Yeah. <laughs> it's our it's our also there's a line curse. in the script where he's, where she says, "Hey, are you?" And she says, "Oh my god, you're Rick me, Darris, the one with the Trans Am and the big." Let me just when you say, "Hey, are you?" I just only <laughs> think of Dusty Rhodes promos <laughs> from. <laughs> from the WWE when he would be like a plumber or a pizza delivery man and then they'd go hey aren't you and then they'd freeze frame on his face and then he showed up in polka dots um, but you're saying that uh, she says something different she doesn't say aren't you Dusty Rhodes I don't feel bad about being associated with Dusty Rhodes no <laughs> she says hey are, are you Rick Darris and he said she says the the guy with the black trans am and the big yeah and then pauses so you know what she was going to say the there big right? wallet it I wasn't mean, biceps you know there, biceps. there is the uh, the Rick Darris <laughs> mention in uh mall rats of the Smokey and the Bandit costume, which uh, the Black Trans Am just, I don't know, I don't, re I remember Smokey and the Bandit, I don't know cars well enough, but I think he had a Black Trans Am. He had a, yeah, he so had a black he was east and down in his Black Trans Am. So I feel like that's <laughs> that's a, a, a George Lucas style reference where it was uh, retroactively made into a reference uh, when the next film came around, but uh, I like that. Yeah, and uh, this minute just, I like that it amps up the Rick Darris douchebaggery as it just goes on and on. Oh, yeah. And he just keeps twisting the knife. I mean, does he hate Dante? Because he just twists it in as it keeps going. <laughs> he comes right out like, I used to fuck her while you were dating her. <laughs> like, who says that to someone? <laughs> Not even like, yeah. <laughs> he can't even soft sell that a little bit. <laughs> no, no, there was no soft sell at all. <laughs> like, that is the... But don't worry about it. It was a long time ago. Aside from breaking out a picture of you doing it. There is no yeah, more no, this, way to I say I remember it. like clearly hating this character when I saw this movie and this is why. It's this moment. It's funny <laughs> reliving it, you know, the movie has I've, you know, the movie I've seen it so many times I I don't relate to it uh, you know, the way you relate to a movie you've seen once and now watching it minute by minute with you guys, I watched the first 2 minutes and I'm like, yeah, he's trying to help Dante out. And then I got to this minute and I'm like, Oh right, he's the worst human being on the planet. This is this is just cruel to Dante. Yeah, he's <laughs> really bad. Yeah, it, I mean, and the more he senses that it's bothering him, the more that he goes in for the kill. And she jumps uh, right in I don't there too. Oh, everybody about knew it. about it. You didn't know about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's very odd. They, they, everybody in her class. They undercut. seem to know everything that happened with Dante's life, yet they all seem to not know who each other are. They have right. no recollection of who anybody is. Like, she doesn't know Rick Darris, and they don't know him, but they knew... Well, they didn't recognize right, Dante, Dante because he got flabby. Yeah, right since he's his, so uh, fat compared to what he used to be. Yeah. Since he put on that 80 pounds, they don't recognize ah. him. But I don't know. We haven't met this Caitlin Bree character, but she seems like a wonderful well, person. Well, it's my favorite cheese, so <laughs> I, I can only imagine. Yeah. He, oh, you know, I just went back and watched it again when he says it. He does the head tilt thing again right before he says oh, it. Oh, yeah. 
And then he doesn't even say it to Dante's face or to her. He stares off into space wistfully and goes, ah, yeah, I used to fuck her. I mean, just, yeah, oh my God, it. it's awful. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. That's what it's it really is, bad. though. You know, he's that's the actor, right not, the, not the character. That's the actor going, could you imagine if I got to? That would be the best. <laughs> and in the background, the whole time we, we see be the well. man, you know, just writing out his, uh, his forms that you would think he would take care of in advance. I think he's pretending to write it because he's interested in this conversation and he's not going to issue the ticket until it's winding down. <laughs> he waits for the right moment to hand it to him. Oh, so you, th- you think he's just like a real sadistic jerk and he's like, I'm waiting until I'm yeah. waiting for the button on this moment to really nail this guy. Yep. What next? I am Boom. fascinated by Here. the Sweatbox uh, Highlands, New Jersey shirt. Uh, it looks like Johnny Bravo, the Cartoon Network character, <laughs> lifting <does>. weights. He's got <laughs> his, 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 his he's got Johnny Bravo hair. And he's got uh, his sunglasses and his uh, his little uh, speedo. His yeah, and and it says sweatbox. And some of it looks like it could be done in sharpie, but some of it looks professional. And and yes, indeed, at the very bottom there is uh, there is some some ex- some phrase. It says something, and it's like you know the best gym in the world or something. You know, it says something right. at the bottom. I hope it's, it rhymes and it's something terrible. That's what I hope. <laughs> but we'll I give mean, you a this, gift and like, teach you to lift. That's a good. One. <laughs> there you go. That's a good one. <laughs> um, but like even like the there is a a fade to the letters in sweatbox, which I feel like would be difficult to do by hand, which makes me I'm really questioning this shirt because today you can go online and order a shirt. That's no problem, you know. But. I feel like in 94, you had to go to the mall and like the guy could put big letters on there that said, I love grandma or whatever, but he couldn't, I I feel like this couldn't be done. So you had to get some art student to make this for you to airbrush this or, or do it with markers. Yeah. Or you knew somebody that ran like a screen printer or something like that. But it looks really, really good. I mean. But why is one leg bigger than the other? Do you notice that? Like one leg's all built, and the other one's kind of. I'm trying to show you that if you get small. yourself like a trainer, <laughs> you can oh. fix your bad leg. Yeah, yeah, it's you get your <laughs> skippy <laughs> leg, and you get your, your muscle bound leg. I wish I could read that. Yeah, I don't know what it's. I and you know what the funny thing about this is, I feel like there is no good reason why Kevin Smith hasn't recreated this shirt and sold it for twenty nine ninety nine. I honestly just. Googled it and looked, and it was the JaneSilentBob.com came up, and I clicked hoping to find it. I can't it find it, Chris. But for I, some Chris, reason, I'm smelling an opportunity here for our T Public site. Oh, you know what? This is <laughs> this, this is, is a true. very good idea. Oh my god! You guys right. are the first ones. Keep you guys need to do this. <laughs> Keep an eye out for our T Public. Yeah, site. we just need to have somebody but that can recreate. No that shirt. T-shirt. I don't want it. I don't want T-shirts. Uh, maybe a muscle shirt, but yeah, definitely oh, you need to really go. Well, you should go with the muscle sweatshirt, you know, like where it's the sweatshirt where you oddly cut the sleeves cut off. Sleeves. <laughs> and then maybe cut the neck off of, you know, like, and you guys have to do it by hand. I think this is uh, quite an opportunity. Do, do, we, do we keep it in black and white? No, you got to go, uh, you got to go color because I'm assuming that the sweat box is in a rainbow, which is why the color fades. I was thinking like a red and an orange box. to show heat. Yeah, no, that's a, you know what you're you you've got it right. I'm, I I I take a step back and <laughs> and I agree with you. Yeah, and Johnny Bravo and uh, yeah, it's good. So that way, yeah, all kinds it, of good. But we'll make it exactly Johnny Bravo. That way we can get 
a cease and desist not only from <laughs> from Kevin Smith but also from Cartoon Network. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the way to go. I like Alyssa's earrings. She's uh, you know for for a woman just going to the convenience store. I don't know where she's going afterwards, but she's got a quite a set of earrings. They're you know very pointy and very glittery. Uh, they're they're impressive. I I think these are these are like mom earrings. You know, so. I was just saying, I don't think she needs to be going anywhere at the it's time. Late at night, they, yeah. I think everybody's wearing. I mean, but I mean, at the the nineties. Next week, next week we'll find out. Well, no, here's going. the question: Does she buy <laughs> anything? Because I know we're not done with her yet. Just a paper. She comes in and says, paper "Just a paper." At that and hour? Gives Who buys world? the paper at night? At eight o'clock at night. Who's getting a paper? Yeah. Does she have a parakeet? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe something for the TV listings. Aren't TV well, the listings TV listings the were a big deal. I, I must say, back then you would get your, <laughs> your right. TV listings. You'd, you know, if you wanted a TV guide, if you were a rich person, but otherwise you'd get your uh, your TV listings in there, and they'd have the nice grid and everything in that you know newsprint. You're like, oh, what am I going to watch tonight? On the well, there's 27 channels listed in here, only 14 of which I can get because half of them are new half of them are new york stations that are out of my range <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm googling the sweatbox again and for some reason a, a a movie poster came up and it says the film disney don't want you to oh, see oh no that's a that's on i can tell you all about that all right so uh since we're since we've now uh broached the subject so that is a documentary that was made i believe by Sting's wife um but it was made for disney about the making of the movie um, Emperor's New Groove. And uh, Sting did the music for that. And I, I feel like it was his wife that made it, but it was a documentary that was made for Disney about that movie. And that movie had a lot of problems. It ended up making a lot of money. Um, it actually came out uh, not long after the movie Dinosaur that they did. I don't know if you guys remember that. It was like a CGI. And yes. uh, Emperor's New Groove ended up making more money than Dinosaur, which was much, much heavier promoted. You know, it was a much uh, a bigger release. And so in the end, uh, Dino- uh, uh, Emperor's New Groove was somewhat of a an unexpected hit. But it was it was a movie that had a lot of problems. And, uh, and, and that was a documentary which has popped up on, uh, on like Daily Motion and Vimeo and stuff over the years. Uh, so it is, it has been out there, but it, it gets deleted a lot. And I don't know if it's out there right now. It's kind of hard to find, but it's, it's interesting. It, it shows a movie in trouble. Um, and, uh, that's, yeah, that's the sweat box. Oh, wow. And it just once again proves that. Even if a movie's in trouble, you never know what movie's going to be. Yeah, the one that I makes mean money. that's the funny thing about it is that movie did you know did do all right. You know, it, it made close to a hundred million. I have it. You'll be happy to know that I have the the, the saying at the bottom of that sweatshirt. Oh, I found it. Oh, that's what I want. <laughs> it says, "Are you ready? Drum roll, please." <laughs> it says, "Pumping it hard in the box." <laughs> See, I, like I was that. right. I knew Kevin couldn't pass up the opportunity to put something in yeah. there. That's that's total pumping it so hard that, in the box. That definitely uh, means that this was not this was a hundred percent a Kevin Smith created shirt. Because part of what I was oh, thinking so, was yes. that maybe the artwork was you know uh, existed and it was like um, you know it said you know work out every day or something and he was like oh i'll get you know a, a guy that i know that's an art student write the sweat box above it and then it's a shirt um i'm very curious about how this shirt was made whether it was 
you know, what the, you know, was it screen printed? Was it, was it hand drawn? Uh, but it's, <laughs> there's also on, um, on the Google search comes up, uh, Ernie O'Donnell. A recent picture of him wearing wow. a fox shirt still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got his arm around a woman. I'm not sure who she is, but it may, it may be the other girl. I can't, it doesn't have any I wonder if, it's any, the, if he um, just kept it. it. That's great. I love it. I think that's awesome. Well, I mean, if you're, I mean, he's not as big as like O'Halloran, but like I could see hitting a local con or two. You know, show up with that shirt on. Oh, People are going to take pictures yeah, with sure. you. Definitely. No, I, I would. I'd be like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Let me oh, yeah. let me tell you a little bit about Brian O'Halloran. I've uh, done a lot of conventions with Brian. Uh, I'm lucky enough to to uh, consider him a friend. We've we've had dinner together. Brian likes to drink. Uh, uh, cider. He's a cider, a strongbow cider guy. Um, and he's done drunk on Disney a bunch of times. I mean, probably more times. I think he's done it more times than any other guest. Uh, we've had him on, uh, multiple times. And, uh, Jay Muse has done a ton of conventions with me. I've, I've had my booth across from Jay, uh, at least, uh, four times. And I've talked to him. But here's the thing about Jay. Jay won't do our show because it's called Drunk on Disney, and Jay is really sober. Uh, and God bless him for that. But like what Brian always says is he's like, you know, what Jay does is uh, at the uh, you know when the convention closes at you know eight o'clock or whatever, uh, Jay goes up to his room, he orders room service, and he he when he gets to the city. So let's say he's doing you know Denver Comic Con. He orders, he buys like a big, you know, $300 Lego set and he builds it all weekend. Like that's what he does. That's how he keeps his mind busy. <laughs> and, and Brian, on the other hand, Brian, you know, just doesn't mind, you know, going out and getting drunk and having a good time. And so Brian will come to the show and, and we'll sit there and, you know, tell jokes and, and drink. Um, but, uh, I, I have a, a quick story about Brian O'Halloran. Uh, a few years ago, I guess this was, I think this was Raleigh Supercon, uh, this past summer. So the summer of 2017, I was doing a show with, uh, my drunk on Disney co-host, Dana Snyder, who's a, a voice actor. He does tons of stuff. He's on Thundermans, uh, playing Dr. Colosso right now. And he's famously, uh, granny on Squidbillies and, and, uh, uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. He's Master Shake. And so, we were doing this convention and we had all talked. We were like, okay, tonight we'll all meet up at six o'clock in the lobby of the hotel, like six to six ten, right around then. We'll meet in the lobby and then we'll get an Uber and we'll go to have dinner. So it's me, Dana and Brian O'Halloran. And so, uh, our schedule was Brian was signing autographs until six and the convention center was right next to the hotel. So Brian was going to walk over and meet us in the lobby. And I was doing a panel from five to six. So I was like, I'm going to get my panel done maybe a little early, you know, you know, shave 10 minutes off, you know, give people a good show, but leave them wanting more. You know, I'm going to talk about uh, Disney parks or whatever I was talking about and, and get out of there and then hustle over there to meet the guys for dinner. And then Dana was doing a panel from four to five and then he would be done. He could go up to his room, get changed and then meet us in the lobby. So I get done with my panel. It's like maybe five minutes to, to six o'clock, right? And I text Dana and I'm like, all right, I'm done. I'm hustling over to the convention center from the convention center to the hotel. I'm assuming you're there. 
And he goes, no, I'm still in the panel room. You know, and right now it's 55 minutes after his panel ended. And I said, really? And he's like, yeah, come over. So I come over and everybody claps. They, they had been waiting for me because Dana had decided he was going to keep the room until security kicked him out. And so he had told everybody in the room <laughs> that I would be arriving uh, when my panel ended. So I got in there and I sat up on the stage and we started telling stories and we're joking around. We forget about Brian, right? We totally forget that Brian's meeting us in the lobby for this dinner we had talked about. So, uh, so we're talking for like another 20 minutes and my phone goes off and Dana's phone goes off and it's Brian O'Halloran. He says, where are you guys? And I write back room five, room 470, which was the, the panel room. It was the, you know, a room in the convention center where we were doing our show. Uh, and I said, you know, come on over. And so Brian writes back, okay. And then like 40 minutes go by and Brian hasn't showed up. And then suddenly Brian walks in the room and he goes up to the stage. Everybody's excited to see Brian. And Brian sits down and he says, when you said you were in room 470, I thought you were in hotel room 470. He said, so I got in the elevator and I went up to room 470 and I started knocking on the door. Because I assumed you two jerks were in there just drinking, waiting for me to go to the hotel. And and I said, oh, oh, my God, that's so funny because we were over here. Well, it turns out that that room was occupied by Ric Flair. <laughs> and so Brian O'Halloran's knocking on Ric Flair's room, being like, where the hell is Guy Hutchinson and Master Shake? Um, but Brian came over. We, we ended up going, we went like another two and a half hours. So literally they, 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 they were taking down the lights in the room. They unplugged our mics and we kept going. Uh, and we went until literally the, a couple guys came in and they're like, yeah, we do have to, you guys have to clear out. And we were like, all right, we're all going to go to the bar across the street. And then we waited till all the crowd started going to that bar and we're like, yeah, we'll just go to a restaurant someplace, uh, with, and so we snuck off and had dinner, but it was the greatest time of their life. So uh, there you go. There's a little Brian O'Halloran convention story. There's there's not a lot of people. I mean, I'd been excited to see Ric Flair, but not in that situation. Woo! <laughs> Woo! I'm about to get my ass kicked. Brian, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want one of them chest slaps. I just love that Brian's like, <laughs> and then he comes up. He's like, "Who's in my womb?" <laughs> I would just like to see him try to explain to Ric Flair who he's looking for. <laughs> Ric Flair was probably drunk already. Oh, that's so a good point. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could, as long as you run away, you should be safe. Like, yeah. he's obviously not yeah, going to catch you. <laughs> <as he's getting laughs> no, Rick is great. I have not seen Rick uh, since he had his recent health scare, you know, which has been a few months. But Rick, I can tell you from every convention I've done, and this is a tip for people. I, I assume Rick will do conventions again because I believe he's he's uh, he's doing well. If you if you go to a convention that involves Ric Flair, go to the hotel that's closest to the convention center, and Rick will be in the lobby every time he's not working the convention. He, I mean, he's a guy who loves talking to people. You know, he's just sitting there, and I'm like, wow. oh my god, Ric Flair's sitting there. You know, he's great. <laughs> Ric Flair is awesome. Wait. Yeah, he was at the uh, the Philadelphia Wing Bowl last year. Yeah, he was their special guest. Yeah. Woo! They they were funny because they didn't they I guess they didn't realize how popular he really is. Oh my god! Yeah. 
So every year they'll have like a celebrity guest. Like I think they had Dennis Rodman or something the year before. You know, everybody hated him. But, you know, Flair, he's not intimidated by walking out in front of 20,000 people. Nah. He's like, oh, whatever. Yeah, he did this every too. night for the last 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just another day at the there office. Will be, there, will never, yeah. there will never be a chest slap in the his, in wrestling future without a woo afterwards. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that, that hurts just listening to it. <laughs> All right, so we get down to the end of this minute. Yes. We're not going to find out what happens besides the fact that Rick Darius is a complete a We can tell something bad is happening. I mean, like, if you're watching this, you're like, he was working earlier. And you. I feel like the first time, this is one of those things uh, where I, I kind of wish that we had brains where I could kind of rewind and feel like, did I know when I saw this in 94 that they were talking about the little girl buying the cigarettes? You know, I kind of want to know. You know what I mean? Like, it, it would be kind of cool yeah. to see this for the first time. I don't know. I assume that, like, I just had him as a back burner because the conversation gets heated enough where you're so yeah. invested yeah, in I it. I know, but, like, Jeff, I mean, how many years ago did you see this for the first time? Was it close to 94? I, I saw it. Yeah, it was close yeah. to 94 because I had a friend that was all in an independent film. So, so it's like you have no – it's like you have no – no memory of this. I'll tell you a, a quick story. I was watching uh, when I got married. I was showing my wife some movies that she had never seen, and I remember one day I was, you know, mentioning Karate Kid, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I've never seen that." And I was like, "Oh my god, you got to see it. It's great." And we're watching Karate Kid, and we get like halfway through, and she's like, "Oh my god, when is he going to teach him karate?" And I was like, "What?" <laughs> and she was like, "I get it. He's teaching him patience, but he's got to teach him some karate moves." And I was like, "Yeah." And like and in my know. mind, I was like, oh, my God, she doesn't know wax on, wax off. I was like, I didn't, it never dawned on me as a viewer since the, I was 10 years old or whatever and saw it for the first time that you don't know that when you see that for the first time. I just thought, you know, like watching it over and over, I thought, yeah, we all, we all know what he's doing. Um, and I just, I remember just sitting there and being like, I wish if I, if there was an ability to, to like take a pill or press a button and see that movie for the first time, how great is that moment, you know? And I feel like this movie, like that moment, I'd love to, to, you know, to be able to see this movie for the first time again and know if I, would I see that movie, that moment coming? Would I see, you know, all the stuff that comes up in the, in the next, uh, next 20 minutes? Uh, you know, would I see it, you know, would I already know what was going to happen? I mean, I doubt it. I can't imagine that. I, I mean, you might have known he was up to something. I don't know if I would have ever, cause so much weird stuff has happened to this point. Yeah. Like that. That little girl was just... It's such a throwaway an moment. army of yeah. crazy people that came through. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... I, I, But I have no memory of watching this in 94 and, and being like, oh, yes, the little girl he sold cigarettes to. But it is telegraphed well enough that I feel like like you would, you know, you, I don't know. So I'm curious. Uh, uh, and yeah, the other one, the other big reveal that doesn't come up for like another 20 minutes is also they laid the groundwork for that one, too. They spent a lot of time with that person at the time. Mm-hmm. I absolutely, I know for a fact when I first saw it, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> and then it happens and you're just like, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. It's a shock, but you're like, okay, there was enough, uh, there was enough breadcrumbs there where you might, maybe you could have never put it yeah. together, but you're not completely thrown <laughs> off. It's, it's, it's a great minute. It really is. I, I think it's, uh, we cover a lot in this minute. I, I'm 
super excited that I got to do uh, these three minutes because it really, it's a very pivotal moment. Like what happens next? Dante's life has changed. And you got to think about how much money this was for somebody in his position at that time. This is a, this is a big event. Yeah, he's got a $500 fine. He's making five bucks an hour. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Who pays that fine? Dante doesn't pay that fine, right? The owner pays that fine. Well, we'll get into it next week about when he goes into the whole thing about the fine. I got some problems with that. Yeah. <laughs> now, right. uh, I did an inflation calculator. Uh, $500, 1994 to today is $827. Oh, my God. Um, which, as we know... Uh, we've talked about how cigarettes were two two dollars, you know, or less. Uh, they were up to two sixty. I think the low price was below two dollars. Uh, now they're eight dollars. So uh, you could buy you could buy a lot less cigarettes uh, today than you could back then. But if you're not into spending it on cigarettes, eight hundred twenty-seven is a whole lot more than five hundred dollars. Yeah, uh, I can't afford it now, and I have a yeah. real job. I mean, five hundred dollars. <laughs> If if somebody says to you tomorrow, hey, you screwed up, you got to pay $500, you're like, oh, my God. I mean, like, you know the feeling, like, when you get pulled over. Here's the thing. Like, this is something for anybody that's listening that's in the age range of Dante at the time. You know that, like, if you get pulled over, you're, like, apologetic. You're like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. You know, I don't know. But you know, you know, Jeff, you know, Chris, if you, if you get pulled over, you're you're pissed. You're like, God, you're, you're mad at that cop. You're mad at everybody. You're, you're just furious that he picked you. You're furious that you did whatever you did. And you're just like, ah, oh, God, I got to pay for this, you know, and it's not $500. Thank God, usually. But you're like, you know, whatever it is, you're like, I could, I, could you just give it to me so I can go home? I got stuff to do and I got to pay for this stupid thing. Um, <laughs> now I want to break. Something. Yeah, that Let's is that here. is a lot of money. So I, I definitely, yeah. uh, I feel for Dante. Well, I mean, if you ask Dante, I wonder what would bother him more: the five hundred dollars fine or finding out this guy was having sex with his girlfriend while he was dating her. <laughs> well, this is the second but guy. It's in his ex-girlfriend. His his right? current girlfriend had sex with a lot of people too. But <laughs> yeah, but they weren't true. dating at the time. <laughs> At least he didn't get mistaken for this guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that, yeah. That was one of uh, wonderful Caitlin's other stories. Yeah. I don't know. She seems like a real peach. I hope we meet her some t- at some point. Oh, I, I always remember every time you say how what she's like, uh, Randall saying, she, that woman was vile to you. <laughs> Randall speaks the truth. He's a truth teller. Yes. All right, uh, Chris, do you have anything left for this minute? No. I don't either. Guy, you got anything left? I have nothing left. This was a, a solid minute. Uh, I'm, I'm very glad I got to be part of it. All right. One last time, why don't you tell the people where they can find you? All right. So if you're in New Jersey, I will be at the third annual uh, uh, Jingle Bells 5K. I will not be running. Uh, it's called Stand Up and Run Against Bullying. I will, I will sit. At a table and sell you books, uh, but I will be signing copies of Mean Merle and the Pigeon of Frizzante Park, which is a children's book, an anti-bullying book. That's in uh, West Windsor Township, New Jersey, uh, and that's on December 2nd. I also have two other books that you can get. If you like uh, Disney Parks, you can get uh, uh, my book about the most exciting attraction in all of Walt Disney World, Letters to the Hall of Presidents. Uh, where I, I answer letters that 
uh, were literally sent to the Hall of Presidents. And you can get uh, my book Sesame Place about the only Sesame Street theme park in the world, which uh, theoretically every actor in this movie probably went to at some point because it opened in, in, uh, in, in 1980 and it was there, uh, a short drive. I mean, you know, it's a, uh, it's a day trip, but it was a short drive from Leonardo, New Jersey. And you can get that book as well at guyhutchinson.com. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Uh, and that is, that is it. All right, and before I go into our stuff, I have to give Guy an extra thanks. Uh, the first podcast I ever appeared on was a little podcast called The Flux Capacicast. Right, great show. <laughs> also with a former guest, John Jay. And, and uh, you had you had a lot of computer problems, if I remember. Oh, my God. And so you can see, nothing has changed. Here's, Jeff, here's <laughs> the funny thing. So at the time, your avatar was um, Uncle Buck. So you, your Twitter avatar was Uncle Buck, which is uh, John Candy, great character. And I remember you having a lot of computer problems. You're like, oh, I can't get my computer working. And I had never seen a photograph of you. I since have, which I wish I hadn't, because at the time, I literally just pictured John Candy uh, talking to me on the other end. And I just pictured John Candy, like trying to, like picking the computer up and looking at it. Like, where, where do I, what is this thing? Where do I put, I got to plug this thing into it. How does it fit? And then putting it in upside down. So I don't know what really happened with your internet that day, but I remember, uh, uh, picturing, picturing you as John Candy. It's basically the same thing that happens every time. It's like, all right, everything's good. Oh, now it's not detecting my microphone. And now this isn't working. And now this isn't working, especially when you haven't done podcasts before. That's why we go out of our way now for all our guests pretty much host their own podcast. So at least I get rid of that level of problems. And uh, one of our episodes, we did two episodes of Flux. Uh, one of them, we watched a black and white show. We watched That's the right. And you episode. couldn't see it. That's what I specifically remember. Yeah, I couldn't get it to run. So I was doing it from memory from what I had watched before. Like, you remember this part? Yeah. That's a show that we haven't done in a while. I feel like with podcasts, they're always open that we could go back and do it again. Uh, but we haven't done any episodes in a while. But that was a fun podcast because if anybody's interested in Back to the Future, you pull that up. What we wanted to do, we had a few um, people on the show that were in the movie and wrote books or whatever about the movie. But really what we wanted to do was talk to people that like the movie. It was, that was it. You know, we just, I, I just thought whoever you were, if you liked the movie, come on and talk to us about it. If you hate the movie, even better. You know, I just want to talk to regular people. Well, and I told uh, Scott Corelli when uh, he was on here, because you guys appeared on his podcast on the Back to the Future Minute and made me listen to his podcast, which then got me into all the other Minute podcasts, which then got me to do the Burbs Minute, which made me end up here. So... I guess thank you. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you you asked me if I wanted to do the Burbs Minute, and I to this day I have yet to see that movie. So I <laughs> and I want to see it. I just I I have a vague memory of seeing part of it on. This is all I remember. There was a scene with an old man where he's like, I don't know, but the moving van was parked out there all day. Oh yeah, I rem Uncle. Ruben. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> but I did not movie, see yeah. the whole movie. I saw part of it. Um, oh, now, see, now, so, I don't want you to see it now. Now I got to have you just watch 10 minutes of it and then podcast with us for a few minutes and then watch 10 I more would, minutes of that it. That was part of what I was thinking. I was like, <laughs> I really should see this whole movie. And then I was like, 
But I could be the guy who's never seen the movie. That seems more interesting to uh, me. There's, there's, uh, uh, what is that, uh, Chris? Is that Mystic Pizza Minute that's doing that? Yeah, they have. I think it is, yeah. I like they're that idea. I've never seen it. They're doing so they're doing it yeah. one minute at a time, having never seen the movie before. I Somebody once said to me, I remember years ago, I was like, oh, you know what I'm going to do this weekend? I'm going to watch uh, the, the um, Police Academy movie. And the guy was like, really? You've never seen those? I was like, no, I've never seen any of them. You know, there's like seven of them. And I was like, you know, I got nothing else to do. That's what I'm going to do this weekend. He was like, well, I saw them years ago. And I was like, well, two days from now, I have seen them all. So there's no, you've accomplished (laughs) nothing that I can't meet. Um, But, uh, you know, there's always, I, you know, I've never seen Monster Squad. And Halloween just recently passed. And I want to see it. I have it. I'm waiting to watch watch it uh and the the time is maybe next maybe next halloween but and uh, after you watch it then you can listen to the monster squad minute no it's uh <laughs> there's so but i mean you know what for every movie i haven't seen there's you know tons of movies i'll mention to people i mean i'll tell you this and this is as far of a side note as you can get but i was talking to uh a lot of my all you know around halloween time uh i love to watch et uh the extraterrestrial and I was talking to my my nieces and nephews, and none of them know what I'm talking about. I was like, <laughs> it was the biggest movie ever. I know it was way before you were born, but it was the biggest thing of all time. And so I think there's always new movies for us, us to discover. And uh, I, I love the concept that somebody out there may have just seen Clerks for the first time, you know, a few weeks ago and is now powering through your episodes. So I, I <laughs> yeah. love that idea. That would be hilarious for me. Yeah, somebody said, I forget what podcast sure I heard happening. They said about, they. I think it might have been E.T. They were using it as an example. Like, they're trying to explain to their kids, like, no, you don't understand. This is a great movie. And, like, Goonies and all that stuff from that era. Yeah. And they were like, listen, you got to understand. You trying to explain that to your kids today is like your parents going, like, no, listen, Dr. Zhivago was a really good movie. You should watch it. And you're like, listen, <laughs> no, it's old and stupid and I don't like it. Yeah. Like, it. Well, some of those movies, like, my daughter watched E.T. and she was like, Okay, it was a thing, and that was it. Goonies was the same thing. She watched it. Okay, it was a thing. Yeah, that's where we're at. Not, I hated it. Not, I loved it. Just like, okay, well, it passed ninety minutes. Well, you never, you never know. I mean, it's interesting. It's like your kids. uh, If you're honest, your kids uh, like some of the things you show them, and some of the things they they don't like and they don't get. Um, But yeah, like I've shown my kids things. My kid, uh, like weird, like the rock and wrestling cartoon with Hulk Hogan. And he's like, this is the greatest cartoon I've ever seen in my life. And I'm like, (laughs) I actually have an Andre the Giant shirt from that cartoon. (laughs) It's great. (laughs) And, you know, so like there are moments where, you know, you're like, of course, now we see eye to eye. This is obviously this is the greatest (laughs) thing. So, you know, I mean, you never know. When I was a kid, uh, my favorite TV show was Gilligan's Island. And, you know, Half the cast members were, you know, close to death at that point. But you know, <laughs> all right. So I guess we we got, we'll plug our stuff, Chris. Why not? Let's one more time. Go over to duelinggenre.com. All our stuff is there. Go over to iTunes. Give us a five star review. Wouldn't wouldn't hurt you to swing by drunk on Disney. Give them a five star review as well. Please do. Yeah. Uh, you can talk to us on Twitter and Facebook. Where you, and you can go to our uh, group on Facebook. Jane, Silent Bob, Quicker Stop. Don't forget to go over Movies by Minutes. Check out all the 8,000-minute podcasts there. Pay special attention to the Star Wars Minute, Pete and Alex, who started all this. So, again, I guess thank them. I don't know. <laughs> Unless you have, like, 20-minute podcasts in your, your podcatcher, then I guess 
person. All right, that is all I have for this minute. We're an hour in, and we're not even supposed to be here today. I'm living day to day. Just so bad to